Hello and welcome in this episode one of Escaping the Hamster Wheel. Today, I'm going to talk about why I left the highest paying sales job I ever had. So to give you a bit of context, the story I'm going to tell was happening around the beginning of September 2018 until mid-September 2018. So in terms of context, I was working for a company called Branch. Uh, just came back from uh, Redwood City, which is where the company is headquartered. Uh, and we had like a sales training with Skip Miller, which has uh, like a really strong inspiration for me. So if you know me now, you know I work with Skip Miller. We are partners together on the B2B sales podcast, my other podcast, and on the Selling Advantage community. We are working together, delivering training. But at the time, uh, I made Skip through a sales training we did on site. We were around 25 people. And if you've been in sales, you know that sales training can be super boring. So I've been to many sales training that were not that interesting, but this one we skip was really fantastic. So after three hours, I just extremely loved, you know, I was just like really passionate about what he was doing, how he was doing it. So I thought, wow, that would be really great. I would love to do this kind of thing. But, you know, I had just started a new job. It was a high paying job. It was tech, you know, really fancy, really great. And so I was, you know, a bit in, in trouble. I was like a bit in a, in a conflict internally because I thought that would be really cool, but I had this cool job and I wanted to stay there. So when I learned how much Skip charged for that, I was like, well, I really need to investigate that. So started chatting with him, but really quickly because I was basically just another student and every student is super enthusiastic with Skip. So, you know, didn't really go that far or whatever. So we came back from uh, California in Berlin that was the time when it was like the soccer World Cup and France won. So that was a pretty cool moment. I remember I landed the day of the final, went to meet my, you know, at the time girlfriend and now wife, uh, Ara and a bunch of friends in a garden in um, Temple of Feld, which is like a big uh, park in Berlin. We watched the game. We won. I don't know how many, but it was really amazing. And so, yeah, that was, that was really cool. But after that's done, you know, after summer is back, uh, it's done. You know, came back to the office and it was the third quarter in a row that we were missing Coda as a team. So we were a small team of maybe 10, 15 people in EMEA. Uh, in uh, WeWork in Berlin, in Potsdamer Platz. It was pretty bad, actually. I just really didn't like the, the WeWork atmosphere over there. Just was, was not my stuff. And so my boss was extremely stressed. So a uh, third quarter in a row that we're missing Coda. People are having a bad attitude about work. Uh, people are not prospecting, expecting to receive some leads. EMEA is a very competitive market if you are thinking about mobile advertising. So my boss was extremely stressed. And in terms of problem, you know, like I'm used to high pressure and stressed boss and everything, but I started slowly despising coming to work. So um, I started doing that because I had a bad relationship with my boss. I didn't have respect for him. So um, I... I I felt like it was really not at the right place. He just like, you know, he just had a lucky shot to be there and he had no place, you know, growing a business or growing like, a, you know, like the email organization in email. And I just started losing respect for him because of that. So um, it was it was just like my feeling of that. And uh, he actually lost my respect when he came into a meeting. We went for a company in France and uh, he started just like bragging about the company and just becoming this annoying salesperson we've all heard of. And the people like, they were like, what is this guy doing? So the, the prospects, you know, when the guy, you know, like my boss left, I actually had to apologize and say, I'm sorry, he just like overwhelmed you with all this information. 
And so it was, it was just very interesting. And so I started slowing, slowly losing respect for him, but also having a really tough and conflictual relationship with my colleagues. So um, I had like just a value clash. A lot of my colleagues were kind of lazy. They were, you know, not really motivated. And, and you could feel a lot of them were coasting and trying to just like get the most out of the situation. And it was just very hard to connect and bond with them. And on top of that, we had a ton of scrutiny from the U.S. So the U.S. was coming, third quarter in a row that we're missing. If you work for an American company, you know the story. People in the U.S., they will actually go and really try to fix that. And it was just really hard for everyone. So I was really, you know, motivated to make it work, trying to, to get the team together. I was just an account executive, so I was not supposed to be a leader or whatever, but I was still trying. And... Um, you know, one thing was was that we had this scrutiny, and and one thing I remember is that the first day of the new quarter, I think it was just like something, you know, in uh, August or something like that, or even July, uh, the head of international sales came in Europe, or just uh, gave us a call, and he was just super annoyed. He was pissed about the performance of the team, and so what he was doing is is trying to get a forecast of what were the deals in the pipeline. And everyone was bragging, hey, I got this 1 million euro deal with this huge company, and this is gonna close in two weeks. And you know, everyone was was just like being completely delusional about their pipeline. And that's when I understood that my colleagues were, for most of them, not really knowing what they were doing. I had some really good colleagues and very good friends that are still from there, but a bunch of them were not. And so I just felt really demotivated by the product, the vision. You know, I was taking care of the French market, which is a very, different market from the US. Uh, people are doing things differently with the privacy, with mobile. But basically, you know, I had like zero support to take care of the French market. Not a problem because I like to do that. But once I had the CEO or CEO of the company coming with me in Paris, and same thing, we went to three customers and for three customers, he did like this, you know, like pitch that uh, just like this investor pitch that people are doing and say, hey, we are going to change the world. Like this very American Silicon Valley pitch where they're going to just show how they change the world. And he was just total crap. So people first, they couldn't understand English. They were only speaking French. So he was speaking the wrong language. And so that was the kind of things that led up to this. And so the buildup, you know, the, the, there was a small buildup or a big buildup of pressure for me. And the thing that really triggered my decision to start thinking about leaving was that I got into a clash with a colleague for setting a meeting on Friday evening. So the organization was um, organized in such a way that you had people all over the world. Someone was in India and there was some kind of time clash. So she put me an interview at 7 p.m. Friday evening. And you know, I'm French, I'm Swiss. I have a huge amount of respect for my free time. And uh, I mean, I can come, you know, and do like an interview, let's say on a, on a certain, you know, later time, but not on Friday. And so I told her, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not taking this call. I was a bit aggressive, you know, just all these things building up was really aggressive. So I say, hey, sorry, not taking this call. And then she started being very passive aggressive and we started just like started to exchange some kind of uh, heated messages on Slack. And then I was like, okay, that, that's too bad. And I'm saying, hey, I'm sorry for that. You know, I went too far, really sorry. And then she refused to compromise and refused to actually accept my apology. And she say, with the way you behave, I'm going to have to report you to HR. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just like, I know it was too far. It's really bad. 
And uh, yeah, I'm very sorry. And basically, I knew I went too far. I was just, you know, telling her that I'm not going to show up to the call. And it's uh, best that she doesn't actually book anything on Friday. That's what I was saying, basically. And she said I went too far, felt her, you know, like that she felt really unsafe and everything. So I said, sorry for that. And then she reported me to HR. And that was the trigger. That was the moment where I was like, if I cannot, you know, talk, you know, just talk, like talk out of this kind of thing with people directly and they need to involve HR, I'm just not in the right company. Because, you know, I come from this background where when you have a problem, you don't go and, you know, shout that you're a victim. You just solve it. And uh, I was basically trying to be this person, say, okay, I went too far. I'm sorry. Let's solve that. She didn't want to do that. So I was, okay, that's bad. And then I got reported to the HR. And then the HR talked to my boss, who then talked to me and said, that's bad and everything. So I got really scrutinized by my boss. And he was just like really on my back. And that was really the trigger. That was really what started, you know, you know I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get fired at some point or any chance of a promotion or, or doing anything. I just basically burnt. Like I'm in a bad situation. So I started like putting my eyes towards something different than working at this company, started reading a lot of blog posts. There was one from Mark Manson, which, which was really interesting, where he talked about, you know, the risk you take in life. So it was just very interesting. And there was a book called, actually, I don't remember the book. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, by the way. I'm just writing that down. Book from Mark. So you can get it. Really cool book, actually. So help me to get a lot of... Uh, perspective on my career and basically the take was like what's the riskiest thing you know staying employed having your employer decide when you go on holiday when you do you know like what you do when you do it or doing your own stuff and basically you know just like removing this risk of having someone else control your life and you know I've been very privileged and very uh, you know lucky to have a good education my parents had paid for that so I didn't have any debt I didn't have kids I didn't have house or anything so basically zero risk and so, you know, like I started reading this while I was working, I was becoming visibly disengaged and uh, my boss was just like taking a piece at me, he was super annoyed. And at some point he even clashed, you know, he just like started shouting at me in front of everyone. And I was like boiling. If you know me, I'm someone who's pretty quiet, but I was boiling. So I kind of left the room and just tried to, to put that down. And basically, that's when I said, "Okay, I'm gonna get out of this. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna build a plan to get out of this. You know, this thing." And so I started chatting with my, my good friend Pierre Yves. So Pierre Yves was an agency called 9x Agency for Low Code. You should check him out. Actually, really, really good there. And uh, he started telling me, "Hey, you should do sales training. You know, if you like it so much, if you like sales, you should do that." And by the way, my wife is trying to do a business. She would actually really benefit from a, a, a small a small workshop. So we went for that. I did a small like one hour workshop at their home. Then we went for dinner, and I just loved it. You know, she really got a lot of learning. She loved that, so I really loved it. I didn't make her pay for that. Just I wanted to check if I like that, and so. That really triggered me to start looking around to see if people would pay me. And my friend Pierre-Yves had a good friend, Alex, who's now a friend of mine, uh, who was working for a company called Circula. And uh, at the time, they were trying to structure their sales process. So Pierre-Yves asked Alex to intro me to Nikolai, the CEO. And so he did the intro. Uh, on the 14th of September 2018, uh, we actually got in a coffee with him. And the rest of the story, you'll know in the next episode. So in terms of resources, you can go and check the book from Mark Manson. Um, I'll put that into the show notes. And uh, yeah, 
that was my story about that of why I decided to leave the highest paying sales job I ever had.